Welcome to GNT Geek Nerd Tech. Today, we have Apple might buy Jay-Z's title. Tesla might have a few lawsuits. Star Wars and Star Trek are incorporating virtual reality. We got a lot of great stuff. Let's get it. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Lives, Geek Nerd Tech. Yes, sir. Welcome to Geek Nerd Tech, the show where we break down geek and nerd info from a black and brown perspective i have today one of my good brothers dedrick from 133 art what's up welcome my man thank you thank you for having me man i appreciate being here today absolutely man got tupac in the background man are you tupac fan i'm a tupac fan man i love tupac man yes, that's, that's like one of my favorite albums of all time man classic classic it's 100 classic. man man I, I miss i miss having his energy and presence in hip hop, you know, like yeah, especially absolutely. in this day, like everything seems so like plastic and watered down. He brought a lot of soul and flavor to it. You feel me? Well, man, that's what I really love about him, man. He he had that type of charisma that that you know you can't learn, you can't teach that, man. That's something that you natural. Yeah, 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 yeah man. He was he was born with it. And I think music today, even from the real lyricists, they still lack that charisma, man. That pocket. So absolutely, man. Yes, sir. Two pop forever. Well, speaking of music, man, um, Spotify and Apple are staring each other down. <laughs> like it's 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 warfare right now. Right. Are you a, are you a, are, do you have a, a subscription to a music Man, I'm service? I'm avid Spotify user. Oh, slow down! <laughs> Looks like you gonna have a showdown today. I'm I'm Apple Music, bro. <laughs> avid Spotify, man. Tell me why. Man, Spotify, um, for the price that they offer, man, and just the, the amount of music content that you get, you just can't beat that anywhere, man. They've kind of replaced the need to buy CDs and records and so yes, on sir. and so forth. So, you know, just for me as, as someone who loves music and likes to have access up, to it at all times without having to carry around CDs or, yeah. you know, uh, big heavy MP3 players or something like that. You know, it just works for me. Absolutely. Well, what's going on with Spotify and Apple is obviously they're both trying to take uh, take control over the market share of music streaming. Mm -hmm. And Apple obviously has a, has a shitload of money to be able to throw <laughs> in terms of advertising and stuff. And so they want to be able to limit what Spotify can do, especially when they're using iOS as a platform. Right. And Spotify is saying, well, if you're going to do that to us and, and make it difficult for people to download or upgrade the app then we're going to make it difficult for you in terms of making money right. and so we'll, we'll we'll take off some of the auto renew features that people can do in the ios right. and so they're kind of like using all these strategies and techniques to try to like bend each other bend each other's will and so i think that's kind of interesting who do you think is going to win the win the showdown man apple definitely man apple is a larger corporation um you know they're following man apple is not just a company it's a movement man you know what i mean i mean you got apple tv apple phones apple you everything you ain't got one i don't <laughs> <laughs> man come on man but uh yeah man apple definitely definitely okay I, I i completely agree i think i mean you talk about long ball um apple has way more reserves in terms of their, their yes, financial sir. backing like spotify i think is great but i think the i think personally the offering as, as, a, as a platform, I think Apple has done a, a better job curating and a better job presenting the music. And I think it's in terms of the marketing that they're, they're able to do. I think that's why Spotify is going to lose. Even if they, whatever whatever they try, I think Apple can adapt and, and essentially corral whatever they're doing. They definitely have a larger pool of um, 
resources. Definitely. And yeah. it kind of ties into one of the topics we're going to get into later in the show yeah. about them um, purchasing title. Man, let's run so, it. So, so, like, yeah, yeah. Apple Apple has strong interest in buying Jay-Z's title. If you haven't heard the news, like, and I think that is huge because Jay-Z title, I mean, they're, they're giving exclusives. You have all the Beyonce stuff, all the Jay-Z stuff, especially you just rocked the, the anniversary for Reasonable Doubt. Yep. Like, all these great exclusives that, you know, you're able to experience and listen to and watch on title. Apple wants to be able to present that to its audience so it's like hey let me try to get in, in business with you and and buy you out so and, what do you think about and, that? and that's going to make it that much more attractive man because um you know spotify just does not have access to that and right, right now i mean if you look at what's going on in, in the music world especially in our culture beyonce is running it running so it. so so man the beehive man the beehive they have a voice yeah they, they have a large voice in it and i think that in itself could be the tipping point for apple so do you think two things i want to know do you think it's selling out if jay-z um, allows that to happen or, or makes that deal number one that's the first question and two do you think that title could survive without being bought out by a Spotify or Apple or whatever do you think that they eventually can evolve to be a competitor on the same level as Spotify and Apple well as much as I would like to see Jay-Z continue um, with title and and you know just continue to grow uh, I, don't, I don't think he can survive that war mm. and I think he's looking at the long game versus just what's going on now um, as far as selling out I don't know. You know, I mean, that's kind of a tough one. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm not sitting in the boardroom with Jay-Z, right, so, right. so I don't know exactly what he has planned next. Right. So this may be a launching board for something else that he has planned. Absolutely. So, so is it selling out? Eh. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I framed the question, but I definitely wouldn't say it's selling out. Knowing what I know about Jay-Z, he's very right. strategic. He's right. a great businessman. He does have long vision. And I think if he if he is considering doing that deal with Apple, it's because he already has a few ducks down the, down already, the row. Yeah, something else going on. In the row. So. Exactly. Um, but I think it's interesting. If Apple does buy title, Spotify, you could pretty much say goodnight. Yeah, Spotify Good night. Done. I mean, I mean, honestly, honestly, I've been thinking about switching the title anyway. You oh, know, like se- seriously, seriously, just because you know I do like those exclusives. You know, I mean, I'm not a part of the Beehive, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> I got mad respect for Beyonce, man. And you know, anytime I can support that movement, man, I, I definitely want to throw my dollars that way. Yes, sir, man. Um, have, did you get a chance to see the stuff from Reasonable Doubt? Anniversary? No, I haven't. Oh, man, you got to peep I haven't, it. I haven't, you got to talk about that yet. offline once yeah. you peep it. <laughs> anyway, it was really dope. Um, I loved it. And, uh, yeah, man, I, I hope that I hope that Jay-Z, I know whatever Jay-Z does with title is going to be is going to be expansive and explosive. Absolutely. And we talked about title from the beginning before he launched it. And we've always had conversations, me and me and Joe, about um, my co-hosts, about whether or not title would be successful. And it's crazy that in this marketplace, they're still able to make news and have exclusives and right. like create culture. That's what they're doing. Right. They're creating culture and in a way that's that's purely unique and different from its competitors. And I think that's why it's valuable. Well, I think title has a different audience than Spotify. You know, I mean, I mean, title is more, um, more um, for the hip hop culture. I Word think, up. and and I think we kind of lean toward that because of the exclusives, because of Beyonce, because of Reasonable Doubt, because of the Drakes, and so on and so forth. You know, it's just going to push us toward title more. One hundred, man. Hey, there it is, man. You heard it first. Um, yes, we'll sir. definitely uh, be following that story and, and update and give our perspective on it. You know, see what Jay Z decides to do with it. So coming up next. Um, what if, man, I know you you don't have an iPhone, <laughs> but it's okay. But we could talk theory. Uh-huh. Um, what uh-huh. if Apple ditches the headphone jack? All right. All right. Let's clear up a little bit. I did have an iPhone, man. You know, I, I just kind of pushed away from the iPhone itself, you know, just because, you know, as a businessman, you know, I, I, I use the Samsung and it just does what? more. Samsung Galaxy. What is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, I mean, just having that pen, being able to sign documents, so on and so forth is great. But uh, I mean, I love Apple products. I have Apple everything. 
everything else, and, it, and it's crazy. Okay, but, let me run it this way. So what if Samsung Galaxy say, you know what, no more headphone jack? Would that, do you think, I mean, let me just give the context. So, I mean, we're in an era where Bluetooth technology is kind of expansive and kind of like, you know, the norm now. Um, and I, I think one thing that Apple does is like they change the, 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 the means of how we transfer Front information. Runs, exactly. So they could create a new product and that kind of becomes the cultural the cultural thing at the time. So now the question is, hey, well, why don't we, uh, we created the, 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 the Thunderbolt, why don't we create something else that doesn't require us plugging anything in? Like we use the Bluetooth, Bluetooth technology to be able to, you know, hear our music and, and hear whatever, you know, a phone call or whatever. Do you think that that is something that is, will be easily adaptable? Or do you think that that's going to come, that's going to kind of cause some friction and people want to be able to plug up? Well, well, I think there's a short game and a long game there. I think short game is going to be some friction. You know, change is always painful. Um, but long game, I mean, that's where everything is going. You know, with Bluetooth with our car, we have Bluetooth watch, Bluetooth everything. Um, me personally, you know, you know, I'm kind of like a dinosaur in the sense that I, <laughs> I like to plug in, man. You know, I mean, Bluetooth headphones, I lose them too much. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's okay. why I don't rock them. So, you know, I, I prefer to plug in, but that's the way the world is but, going. But, you know? I mean, that's not just headphones, going. though. What happens if you got, like, you know, the, the tabletop joint, you know? What happens if, I mean, like you said, in your, in your whip, like, it's almost like, well, but I get what you're saying, like. And you got to look at it like this, too. I mean, Samsung kind of changed the game with wireless charging. You know, you can put your phone onto a charger and Absolutely. that's it. So Absolutely. wireless is definitely, definitely the long game. I think short game is going to, you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. For sure. You know, people are going to be used to that. Yeah. But a uh, long game, everything is going to be Bluetooth. Everything. 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 Yeah. You know, the biggest problem for me also is um, having another device to charge. You know, I'm going to have to charge headphones. I'm going to have to charge my watch. I'm going to have to charge, you know, but my is that, phone. But is that really a hassle at the end of the day? Is it really a hassle? It'd be like, just plug up your headphones. It is a hassle. You got to remember to charge all that stuff. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I got the telephone watch, and I, half the time I can't wear it because I forget to charge it. Gotcha. You know, it's just it's tedious, and you know, you got phone jacks in your car. You know, what I'm saying you only yeah. have room for so much stuff to charge. That's a good point, man. That's a very good point. Like, I mean, a, as it stands, if, if you had Bluetooth headphones, you would have to charge your phone. You have to charge the watch. You said you have to charge the headphones. Right. If you had a tablet, you have to charge the tablet. Charge the tablet. Like you're already charging four I'm things. Four things already. I mean, how many power strips are you gonna have to invest in? You know <laughs> right. What I'm right. Right, man. So, so um, I mean, at the point, you know, at that point, we're giving all the money back to the electric company, man. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying, man. man we we be charging our cars. I mean, I mean, when does it stop? No, I feel it, man. I feel it. Are you um? Are you hip to, uh, to to Bezos and Amazon and what he was trying to do with drones and, and using Amazon to be able to, I mean, having Amazon be able to use drones to ship products to your crib? You buy something on Amazon and, and instead of someone showing up, traditionally at your doorstep, hey, it's a drone that flies in and drops your package. Are you hip to that? Man, I heard about that, man. I kind of read up a little bit on it. Uh, I'm, I, I'm not I'm not feeling that. You're not? Whoa, whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm not feeling that. Man, run it. Why aren't you I'm, feeling I'm, that? I'm not feeling that, man. You're sending drones to my house, man. You know what I'm saying? You're sending, sending drones to my house. I mean, it all sounds good in, in technology, but, um, you know, you know, it's costing people jobs. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it 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 takes away that that human interaction. You know, I mean, I get deliveries all the time, man, and you know, I have a personal relationship with the person who comes and, del- and delivers, so he knows, hey, if I'm not home, you know, he needs to drop it here and do that. You know, so we that that relationship aspect of it, it it gives me better service as a consumer. Hmm. Now, now I think coming from the the 
the company standpoint, oh, that works, man. It's, it's efficient, you know. You know, they're cutting out a salary. You know, they're cutting somebody off payroll. So it's going to work for them. But me as an end user, as a customer, you know, I prefer that human interaction, that personal relationship, because you know, my guy knows, hey, if if he's not home, then I need to I need to put his package around the side. You yes, know what sir. I, mean? so, I got you. Well, I mean, I think in greater context, you know, this 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 theory of drones being able to deliver goods. Um, to consumers, I think it's always caused kind of like an uproar as it relates to the legalities of that and like the safety of that. And so do you think, I mean, yeah, you have your personal preference in terms of how you engage with, you know, how, with the with the, with the personnel that, that delivers mm-hmm. the packaging, but do you think that this is something that will be legal um, and widespread um, or do you think that it will always have its inherent challenges because of um, safety issues in terms of it, maybe a drone falling somewhere and killing someone, or maybe a drone getting in the hands of, in the wrong hands of someone, or whatever. You know, I think it will be legal at some point. Like I said, that's just the way the world is going. You know, I mean, fifty years ago, what were we doing? You know, who, who would have thought we would have phones and cars and you know being able to do all of the stuff that we can with technology? But I think at some point it will be legal. Um, you know, we're just going to run the problem of you know people. Intercepting drones, right. intercepting packages, you right. know, because with a human, you don't have the error. He he knows he's supposed to go to an address and he gets it there. A drone, you know, somebody can just intercept it. Yeah, that's very so, true. So, will it be legal? Yes. Um, well, I mean, that's the thing. It's drone delivery is coming to Washington D.C. this year, mm-hmm. September, in the fall. Mm-hmm. It's happening. Yeah, like, it's happening. Definitely. I think it's happening in this one city. It's going to happen all over the country, if not the world. Yes. That's going to be the new way of, of new delivery method in terms of how we get stuff. Right. I mean, I kind of agree with you. I like the personal touch. I like being able to, you know, know that a human is delivering. And, and like, yeah, you're right. You do have a kind of relationship. I do have a relationship with, with the UPS guy that comes. He's come a number of times. And, like, it's like we we have that rapport. Um, and I kind of – it does strip away from that. And it does take away, you know, the opportunity for him or someone like him to feed his family. I get that. And so I, I, I kind of agree with you. And and more so, I think the, the safety issue is what I'm worried about. Like, because all technology, <laughs> all techn- there's no technology that's foolproof. There's something right. that's going to mess up. Right. And there's going to be, be people that want to manipulate that, take advantage of that, and use that for a, for a negative purpose. You know right. what I'm saying? So, right. Not just that. You look at it. You know, I live um, not too far from school, and I have kids passing in front of my house all the time. What happens when that drone comes to my house and kids are walking in front of my driveway and that drone hits a kid? Like, right. seriously. Or a kid you throws know, a rock at it. Kid, kid, kids are going to antagonize <laughs> Exactly. It's going to happen. <laughs> it's natural. It's, it's going to happen. I bet you I can throw the rock <laughs> and hit it first. <laughs> bet you I can knock it down. Exactly. So, I mean, I mean, it's, it's going to be a lot involved. You know, I'm, I'm very interested to see how, how that goes in these see especially being a heavy heavily densely populated area you know like it's crazy in dc man crazy in dc so to have drones just flying all over the place man i mean think about that that's the world we're gonna live in though think about that man it's gonna be crazy man well yeah man that's 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 something that uh i guess we'll see we'll definitely see in our lifetime Mm -hmm. so well, this is a great company called Loot Crate. Um, with Loot Crate, you get collectibles, apparel, and more from your favorite pop culture franchises delivered right to your door every single month. Have you heard of Loot Crate? Yes, I have. Yes, sir. We're yes, talking I about have. a new T-shirt in every crate, figures, comics, and stuff for your kitchen, a wide range of exclusive items you can't get anywhere else from fan-favorite franchises like Harry Potter, Marvel Comics, Fallout 4, Star Wars, and a whole lot more. And you can get all of this for less than 20 bucks a month. 
Loot Crate come geek out with us. Are you subscribed to Loot Crate? Yes, I am, man. Holy and, the, and, and, and they are still using people to deliver my stuff. They're not using <laughs> no drones. drones. Yet. No drones yet. So, so yeah, yeah, well, yeah definitely. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than 20 bucks a month, you can get 68 items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, and a unique one-of-a-kind items and more. You have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific time to subscribe and receive this month's crate and when that cuts off um that's it it's over it's done you can't get it so make sure to head over to lootcrate.com forward slash gnt and enter the code gnt to save three dollars on any new subscription that's lootcrate.com forward slash gnt enter the code gnt and you can save three dollars on any new subscription um Join us as we celebrate the futuristic. We're packing July's crate with items from some of pop culture's favorite um, items of science in the future. Looking toward, looking forward toward, looking towards tomorrow with items from Rick and Morty, Futurama, Star Trek, Mega Man, um, Valiant Comics, and Star Trek, including a model, a figure, and don't forget our monthly tea and pen. Loot Crate is the business. Yeah, man. Now's the time to get into it, too. You know, especially with pop culture being so big with all these Marvel and DC movies, man. There's a lot of collectibles that you're not going to be able to get once they're gone. So yes, sir, man. Now's the time. Definitely. Get your loot up. <laughs> <laughs> loot up. <laughs> so, man, um, how, let, let me ask you this. Like, just give me a quick, like, fact sheet um, in terms of, like, uh, yeah, let me just ask you, like, social media, what what, what platforms do you use? Um, social media, Facebook um, and Twitter primarily. Okay, okay. Facebook and Twitter. Are you, um, how do you consume your media? I know we talked about your music, your Spotify, Team Spotify. What about how do you consume your television? Are you, like, are you using a streaming service? Are you still cable? Like, what are you doing Well, with I do have cable at the house, man, but, like, I, I really don't have the time to dedicate to sit down and watch it. So when I want to watch a show, man, I'm, I'm, I'm on my iPad. Okay. I'm on my iPad watching shows, streaming. Definitely Netflix. Okay. So, um, Hulu. You okay. know, I do HBO Go. Yes, sir. So. Well, I asked that, my man, because Netflix might be offering offline viewing, which I think is incredibly That's incredible. Dope. That's incredible. Um, um, I mean... Like, as you know, if you want to stream something, you have to be connected to, you know, the mm-hmm. Internet. And so they're saying, like, hey, you could put into your queue shows that you want to watch later. And you don't right. have to worry. You could, be, you could be anywhere in the mountains. You could be on a train, subway, wherever. And you still have access to your favorite shows to be able to watch them. Man, that idea. Man, they got that idea from Spotify, actually, because Stop Spotify. It. Stop, Spotify, it. Stop Spotify, it. Spotify, <laughs> you can download your playlist. You're right. And listen to it offline. You're so, right. So that's the idea that they kind of got from Spotify. I'm with that. I'm all the way with that. Yes, sir. I'm with it too. However, when I when I analyze my viewing habits, I don't know. For me personally, like most times when I'm watching television, I, I have the internet. Like right. I can't I can't pinpoint a time where I want to watch a show and I don't have access. Well, is right. that the same for you, or do you, or is it the opposite? Well, I'm, I mean, you, you got to think about it like this too. You know, you got people that camp. You know, people that do a lot of outdoor stuff and go places where there isn't any type of internet service. If they're camping, they should leave the devices at home <laughs> and be in the outdoors. Come, come on, man! Come on, man! New age campers, man! New age campers, man! You, you can't know? call them campers, but anyway, <laughs> glampers. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, and then I have a 14 year old son, so you know he, he, he's True always that. moving. He's always he's always doing something, and you know that's gonna that's gonna save us on uh, data. On our data plan, he always has one of his devices, man, his phone, his um, tablet. Yes, so, sir. you know, and he, he is an avid Netflix, Netflix user. So it's just, it's just going to save. Yes, sir. Do you think that this is going to give Netflix a huge 
advantage over its competitors like like you mentioned Hulu the HBOs of the world the YouTube Reds of the world the people that even Amazon the people that are trying to or even looking future Facebook people that are trying to break into um, the streaming world and, and offering a, a an array of content for its consumers. You think this is going to give them even more of an advantage? Absolutely, man. <laughs> Netflix is the apple of streaming services. You know, they set the trend for everything. You know, I mean, when we think about when when streaming services first started, it, it was Netflix. You know, they they were the the front runner, the pioneers. They, yeah, the pioneers. Yeah. They're the pioneers, man. And you know, with Netflix, you know, moving into the realm of having its own series, um, the way they release series, game you know, changing. Game, it's game, yeah. it's game changing. Absolutely, and I, you they know, created they created a new culture, a new culture. Of how how we consume, how we watch. I mean, whenever did we have the, the lexicon of binge watching? That's because right. of Netflix, you know. Right, it's because of Netflix. <laughs> right, it's, right it's, it's definitely because of Netflix. So, so I think I think this is definitely going to change the game as far as streaming services, and it's going to make everybody have to step up. Step Everybody's going to have to up. step your game up, homie. <laughs> it's coming, definitely, definitely. So, um, like, I have Hulu, but, you know, just the way I watch, you know, I, I, I find myself on Netflix. Yes, sir. Like, uh, because I binge watch. Agreed, agreed. So, after the show, make sure you give me your account so I can just... <laughs> <laughs> trying to siphon off exactly. my account. It's exactly. all good. It's all good. It's all good. No, I'm just playing, man. Um, man, this is an interesting story. Um, it's a remarkable technology that's actually bringing the deaf and hearing worlds together. Mm-hmm. It's called called a video relay service where someone that that is deaf can essentially sign language into this AI interface the AI interface will take that sign language and communicate it audibly to say a waitress in a restaurant right that waitress will respond back to the AI technology the AI technology will then show the person that's deaf sign language so they're able to communicate and it does it in real time and it's seamless I think this is amazing. Man, that is that is beyond amazing, man. It just it just, you know, as a human race, man, gives us the the, the ability to greater communicate with one another, man. It bridges Whew. it bridges a gap that was closed, you know. Because you know, if I see somebody who has a hearing um disability I just don't have the ability to communicate with them because right. I, I don't speak that language. Of course. And having technology like this, man, just you know, being able to open that door. Yeah. It's amazing, man. That's it's dope. That's dope. That's dope, you know. I mean that's just like that's just like, you know, on, on, on your smartphones you have the ability to translate. You know, exactly. Not, not many people use it or exactly. I, don't, I don't know if a lot I mean, of people do use it. When you're when you're when you're out the country, it's a perfect opportunity to use right. it. I've used it when I'm out the country. I went right. to China and used that journey right. and it's it works. So 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 just ma- imagine that being expanded. Man. You know what I mean? That's, that's amazing. Absolutely. The, the the opportunities of usage, like, I mean, I kind of gave the example of, of going into a restaurant and ordering food and being able to communicate with your waiter or waitress. But, I mean, you could use it in the legal sense. Like, you use it in any in any industry. Like, there could be this this new way of, of conversation and communication with this this middleman, you know, to be able to facilitate, you know, the different different ways of expressing. Right, Through right. body, through through language, through body language through you know oral language like i think that's i think that's awesome man and then it gives people who who do have hearing disabilities or 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 are deaf you know it, it makes them more independent right you know it, it gives them the freedom to to travel about this world and that's right. help from actual people you know yeah. to be independent man and that in itself is just amazing yeah. absolutely amazing it's dope technology yeah, yes, I, I love i love covering stories like this where we have mm-hmm. we have actual technology that that's positive that right. is really really solving a problem or helping to facilitate you know just a person's optimal performance mm-hmm. and greatness and potential right. i think i think this definitely does that um so what does that do like i mean i mean even as far as jobs 
You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. It, it gives him the ability to, it, it, it opens up a, a, a entire new avenue as far as jobs. Um, everything. I mean, everything. Yeah. Everything. So, so yeah, not, not just socially, but like, yeah, professionally. Right. That, that's huge. That's because huge. Because you might have the, I mean, all because you're deaf doesn't mean that you're not, you're, you're dumb. You know, like, and, and, and to be able to say like, well, I can't communicate with you, but I'm, I'm a genius. Right. I'm a genius. And I, I, I could solve some of these problems or I could offer creative solutions. And now I have the tool to be able to, to communicate them to you because you don't communicate the same way I communicate. Learning. I mean, learning, it, it puts kids into a classroom with, right, with, with, you know, just, kids that can't hear you know what i mean mm-hmm. so so it just it changes the game on so many different levels man so many different levels it just connects us more as a people there it is man yo it's awesome it's awesome are you um just shifting gears are you are you a fan of the tesla oh man um okay fine i ain't, I ain't gonna i ain't gonna i ain't gonna, I ain't gonna hook you up i ain't gonna hook you up. I, I gotta <laughs> You over here hesitate. Man. You ain't whipping a Tesla, bro. All right, all right, all right, all right. Check it out, check it out, check it out. I love what the Tesla represents. I love where it's going. I'm not a fan of that price tag. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, come on. You got to ex- expand upon that. Versus, like, what? So you buy you buy you a nice Benz, like, or you buy you whatever, like, you're going to be paying close to that. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel you, man. But I just I just think what it offers as far as, um, you know, just affordable energy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I, I would like to see that be able to to you know just be available to more people but they have that they have the new tesla dropping actually in 2017 which the price tag is only 30 grand you're able to put a thousand right now to pre-order and i mean that's that's the that's and the, in 2017 i'll be a bigger fan <laughs> <laughs> yes sir yes sir <laughs> so that's what's up well as you know tesla has this really dope feature called the autopilot yes. where you're able to kind of um, sit back, relax, and let the car do the the heavy lifting and driving. Um, I've seen the YouTube video, and there has been a fate, fatal accident Man. with the autopilot. Do yeah. you think that this will diminish Tesla's ability to um, expand um, as a brand? Do you think this will derail this type of technology to becoming ubiquitous in the sense that you know we have self driving cars? Be, um, yeah, that's 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 what I want your thoughts on. I think this is a small bump in the road. Um, I think I know that um, they're still in the beta phases as far as um, they're they're developing that particular technology. Um, I think I think they have a lot more work to do. And I, I I mean me personally, I just I don't think they should use humans right now inside the car. Oh, know? for the testing, yeah. Yeah, for the testing, you know, I mean, all, all the video clips that I've, I've actually seen on it, you know, it was humans in the car and they had the ability, you know, to make adjustments as needed. Right. But uh, I just don't think that technology and I mean, it disproves it. You know, I, I just don't see where they should be. Does it disprove it? I mean, because you got to think like there's always going to be some type of error. There's always human error. There's mm-hmm. tons of accidents every day all over the world. Mm-hmm. Does that mean humans shouldn't drive? I mean, well, I'm serious. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, the computer, the computer is going to malfunction. That's going to happen. Is Does it happen once every a million times or like does that does that mean that we don't perfect it or make it better or we try to we we, we create laws against it like nah nah I definitely want to uh, I don't I don't think we should create laws against it but at the same time I think that it's still in the development phases and for it, for it to be having these kind of problems early I think they need to do just a little bit more work on it before they actually put it out and it's uh, like standard in cars or it's available to everybody you know that's, I that's, agree it's, it's kind of like the same concept with flying cars you know what I mean do you want flying cars in the air right now I do <laughs> <laughs> I do but not right now right 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 not right now so <laughs> now nah, we, we talk about this all the time on the mm-hmm. show man in terms of you know self-driving cars and just you know 
machines having you know more autonomy in in our lives and culture and that becoming more of a more of a norm um, than not and I mean I, I think that you know eventually it's going to happen I mean, machines will I mean we're connected to everything machines are connected to all aspects of our life and just in terms of efficiency and mm-hmm. productivity like it would it would it would help in terms of maybe traffic it would help in terms of yeah just you know you having time to be able to do other things and so I see the value of it in that sense but it does scare me in terms of I think we just covered this last show in terms of the machine making an ethical choice if you have, you know, uh, you have to choose between hitting object A or hitting object B. Which one do you choose? Right. And like, I think that the, that's what I'm interested to see what the tech, what what the developers are able to do in terms of that. Like giving the giving the the the, te- the technology or giving the the AI a sense of morals or ethics. Like I get it from a calculation perspective, is able mm-hmm. to make great calculations and pre- and it's precise and all that, and probably can think way faster than the human mind. Mm-hmm. But can it make a, a moral choice, you know? Right, 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 right. And, that, I mean, it's definitely coming because you look at it now. We have sensors in cars, mm-hmm. you know. I mean. Self-parking cars. Self-parking already. cars. You know, we most most of us drive a car that tells us when a car is, is in our blind spot. Right. So so that type of technology is already here and it's already available. But just like you said, you know, I mean, what happens if are, are you going to hit a pole or are you going to hit a woman, you know, that's pushing the basket? Exactly. I mean, what happens? Exactly. So. Yeah, man. Um, I, I guess that's something like with the drones. We'll we'll definitely we'll definitely see <laughs> it's coming this in within within the next decade for sure. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, definitely. I mean, you got to think about it like this, man. I remember uh, as a kid, I used to watch old Dick Tracy shows, man. You know, well, he, used to, he used to talking to us. Was, was that in the forties? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, the show was developed in the forties, but I still watch it as a kid. All right, but uh, but uh, I mean, I mean, he used to talking to his watch, man. I walk around with a watch that I'm talking to. Right. So so you know that that's just saying that that technology is definitely coming. It's just how they perfect it. And and what they put into it, that's going to determine, you know, whether it's going to stay around, whether it's going to be something I'm going to use personally, you know, or I don't know. So, okay, I, I hear you, bro. <laughs> I hear you, bro. Well, as a final note, I would definitely love to get a Tesla, especially when these <laughs> these these uh, more cost effective, uh, <laughs> more economical Teslas yeah, exactly uh, hit the market. I would love to be whipping that. And uh, I don't mind the, the the autopilot. I think that's a cool feature, and I I would love to just to test it just to see. But um, so yeah. how do you feel about taking a road trip? You're on autopilot. Do you fall asleep while your car is driving? Oh, uh, I, I think that my comfort level would I would have to build a, a certain rapport, or trust, or have more of a a knowledgeable understanding as to how the technology works. So I would I would have to test it in in different. Um, Circumstances before I would feel comfortable going to sleep, or if I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if I don't know if answering it now with ha- never been been in a self driving car, if I would feel comfortable doing it. I think it would be very risky, mm-hmm. and I would feel nervous about it, right, anxious right. about it. But and then for me, I would have to see the reaction time versus okay, I have this thing on autopilot and I'm driving, right. and I, I see a hazard coming. Right. I don't know if my car is going to react. Exactly. So how long does it take for the autopilot to right. stop and for me to gain stop. manual exactly. control and be able to stop the vehicle or yeah. maneuver? Right. So I mean, just. All of that plays a part for me. I, I would have to actually get one and test it and put it through those type of conditions before I can say I have a yeah. certain comfort level with it. Interesting note, though. Like, when you hop on a plane, though, I mean, the, the pilot is only um, operating the plane, a commercial plane, for, like, maybe 10 minutes. Most of the flight is done 
autopilot. Right. So what's the difference? You're absolutely right. The difference is that's been going on for how many decades now? Precisely. Right. Precisely. So, so, and it's in the air. <laughs> so that's my point. So that's my point. You know, you know, that's been going on for decades. You know what I'm saying? So so that technology is trusted. It's you know, then there's not as many planes in the air as there are cars on the road. True that. So, you know, I mean people don't understand, but it's actually safer in a plane than it is than it is in a car. You're absolutely right. You, know, you have mean? a better chance of surviving. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Not just that, it's probably a car accident happening right now, but I guarantee you it's, it's not very yeah, it's, it's like yeah. every eleven seconds, but it's not a plane accident That's right. right now, so that's very true. Well yeah, man, um moving on to some geek pop stuff and then after this I want to get into kind of like you know one three three one art three and, three art and which what, what you're building man yes, which sir. is really exciting but um are you a huge or are you just a Star Wars or Star Trek man? Oh man are you are you more over the other? Man, man, that's a tough question, man. I go through phases with Star Wars <laughs> and Star Trek, man. Star Trek, I was the next generation, you know. Okay. You know, I used to love Captain Picard back in the day, man. Jordy, you know what I'm saying? You know, back in the day. But that that was probably the only uh, series that I watched of it. You know, I wasn't really a real Captain Kirk fan, or I wasn't um, a fan after that. You Got know, you. Was, next generation was my thing. That was kind of my era. Star Wars? Star Wars, man. Star Wars, I loved Star Wars up until this last one. Really, I, I didn't like it. It didn't, it didn't land for you, huh? It didn't land for me, man. Okay. I didn't. I didn't like how how Finn was portrayed in the movie. You know, it just it, it didn't appeal to me at all. Got you. Well, only bring that up because they both franchises are getting into um, the new medium, uh, virtual reality, mm-hmm. and creating um, content and opportunities for consumers and fans to be able to experience these classic movies and these enormous brands in a different way Mm -hmm. so like with star trek you could actually be on the ship and be in the control room and you know look around and see all the stuff and interface with it and get that experience versus just watching it you know on a screen or or in a theater or in your crib so like i think that is is super cool that i mean well i want to get your your thoughts on virtual reality in general and do you think that franchises like star wars and star trek should be developing content like this Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. Virtual reality is a real thing right now, especially with the galaxy. You know, they have the goggles. The what? The VR goggles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so um, you know, you hook your phone up to the goggles, man, and you are you are in New York. You are at Niagara Falls. You are in the Sahara. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so so them them touching into that, giving giving fans an opportunity to actually be on board of the Enterprise. Yeah. You know, or or you know, be be on the Death Star. That's yeah. crazy. Super crazy. That's crazy. I think that's dope. Yeah. I think that's super fun. Yeah. You know what? And and just to touch on that, I think that's the way video games are going to be going. Oh, well, real, very very soon. 100%. 100%. 100% virtual reality. I mean, I just saw a video the other day where I saw two videos. They had they had the VR. I don't know which one it was. If it was Oculus or if it was the Samsung or it's Samsung. the HTC. Probably not. But <laughs> <laughs> but, a, but an old man had on the goggles and he was like killing zombies or killing some type of demon or whatever right. he was going ham like, <laughs> and like the, I think it was either his son or his wife that was trying to tell him like calm down because he was running into stuff and he was just hitting stuff but he was like completely immersed in the world and he was he was just tearing them up man and there was another one where I, I guess you had to save a cat from a ledge and like you were walking on this like ledge and the cat was at the end of the ledge and if you looked over it's like you're a hundred stories up and like these, these the, the, the participants were like falling and just feeling super nervous like it's just crazy, like the level of immersion that you're able to experience with the virtual reality, how real it's how becoming. Really, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's very real. It's very real, man. You know, I actually went to Best Buy and checked it out, man. It's crazy technology, yeah. man. It's crazy technology. You know, you do get the feeling that you are actually doing whatever activity, water skiing or on a boat or whatever. You yeah. know, it's, it's crazy, man. And, and for Star Wars and Star Trek to offer that, 
Yeah, I'm on board. Man, let's go. <laughs> yeah, let's go do that. Go. Man. Let's go. Let's go uh, pot a, a fighter jet, man. <laughs> Why not? You know what I mean? Why not? No, I feel it, man. Well, that's that's what's up, man. Um, I mean, just for me as a as a creator and 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 you know a developer of content, like I, I feel like I don't know. I feel like I, this is this is something that I need to get into. Just learning how to utilize this technology for you know my personal. Um, interests and purposes and I, I feel like this medium is really going to be explosive um, in the next few years once right, the right. the hardware is more economical and, and affordable and people can the average person like we talk about the Tesla being mm-hmm. you know super high and them the giving a more affordable option I say the same thing with a virtual reality headset like once you have more content once you have the hardware that's cheap like it's going to be explosive it's, it's going to it's going to change the medium of television you know what i'm saying well, I filmmaking i, I don't want to sound like a samsung um <laughs> rep here but apologist <laughs> right 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 but samsung actually offers that tech now for about 200 bucks man you can get you can actually get the goggles and just go ham in your house man just go break up everything i'd rather just get google cardboard <laughs> which is way cheaper than that <laughs> even the google glasses that's another thing man you know i'm, I'm still waiting on them to really perfect that Goodbye. technology <laughs> Google, Google glasses no more. They're done. <laughs> they're they're done. They out of here. They out of here. It's all good, man. Well, if I if I see you, man, if I if I come into your crib and you got the headset on because you ain't, I'm like, yo, I ain't, I ain't heard from Dedrick in two weeks. <laughs> well, you've been in virtual reality mode, man. <laughs> I, ho- I hope that day doesn't come. Man. Nah, man. Nah, it's not gonna be that bad. Yes, sir. Well, small business owners, it's time to be honest about how you feel when dealing with your day-to-day admin work. Admit it. You can't stand it. It's a total grind. The truth is yes, over is. 5 million small business owners feel felt exactly the same way until they discovered FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the dead simple cloud accounting software that's transforming how small business owners handle their paperwork. And I think this might be great for you, being that you got your own brand and you're doing big things. Using FreshBooks to create and send an invoice literally takes about 30 seconds. There's no formulas or formatting, just perfectly crafted invoices every time. Your clients can can pay you online, which often means you end up getting paid a lot faster, which is obviously good. Which is obviously definitely what we want. When I I provide a service, I want my money. (laughs) Instant gratification. (laughs) Exactly. There's a super handy deposit feature you can invoice for a payment up front when you're kicking off a project. FreshBooks can even show you whether or not a client has looked at the invoice you've emailed, which I think is pretty cool because there's been countless times where I've emailed the invoice. Oh, we didn't get it. Or we have, well, get to it. No, oh, right, no. right. You get to it right. faster. Right. You know what? That's probably an idea they took from Apple. Hey, <laughs> you know, this is only a fraction of what FreshBooks can do for you. You owe it to yourself to feel the full effect of FreshBooks on you and your small business. For a 30-day free trial, just go to FreshBooks.com forward slash geek, G-E-E-K, and enter Geek Nerd Tech in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Once again, that's FreshBooks.com forward slash geek, and enter Geek Nerd Tech in the How Did You Hear About Us section. FreshBooks, super fresh, great tool for business owners. Um, I highly recommend it. And yeah, man. Dope. Yeah, man. Very that's, dope. That, that, man, that's awesome. Just, man, just know somebody looked at my invoice. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, I didn't get it. Yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> at least you know it's in process, you know? Yes, sir. So, man, like, I'm, I'm so, so grateful for your time and you coming on the show and, you know, love getting your, you know, your opinions <laughs> and your insights about right. know, technology and what's happening. But I want to get into you, man, and what you're developing um, with 133 Art. So let's, let's, let's get into it, man. What is, what, what is 133 Art? Man, 133 Art, man, we are a um, small indie publishing company, man. We do uh, media comics, man. 
uh, you know, just just anything pop culture. Um, right now, you know, we're we're specifically concentrating on making content that's for a diverse community. You know, too often we we pick up comic books and and you know just pop culture and, and we see the same guy over and over and over. So so right now we're really focused on just developing content yes, for everybody, so everybody can relate, can feel represented. Yes, sir. I, I completely feel that because yes, there's definitely. Um, a void in that space and I think you know that's that's awesome that you're doing that when you mm-hmm. say we kind of like who is we give me your origin story okay my origin story man um, me and my friend of uh, almost 20 years now you know we started this project back in the late 90s you know it was just kind of like a concept back then you know us sitting around the living room talking about you know just characters because you know man, I've, I've been reading comics since um, Wolverine two, uh, number 258 back in the <laughs> early 90s I'm, I'm not going to say 90 what because I you know <laughs> But back in the early '90s, man, you know, and I, I've, I've been I've been drawing my whole life, and um, you know, my 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 best friend of 20 years, Jason Reeves, you know, he's been drawing since he was like four, and you know, we used to sit sit back and read comics, and you know, we never saw us, mm. you know, we saw the same guy over and over. So, in 2012, we actually re- um, released One Nation, which is our flagship title, and uh, it's a um, it's it's a comic book um, built more for the teen. And above crowd, nice, you know, and it just it, it has um it has a, a catalog of diverse characters, man. You know, black. We have a black character. We have an Asian character. We have a Latino character. Very you good. know, uh, so you know, we're just promoting diversity, man. We just want to want to want to make sure everybody feels represented. For properly. sure, absolutely. So one three three art. Not only obviously you you, you develop the product from concept to. You know, execution. We, man, we, so, I, we, so I have it in my hand, right? We do everything, man. We um we develop the concepts. We do all of the art. We do all of the writing. Nice. We do all of the printing. Wow. The publishing. You do all the printing. We do everything. Holy smokes! We, we are we are a one man show. Like we do everything. That's what's up, man. So I know we talked offline about you know how you've kind of marketed the business and you know getting the name out there, getting the product out there. I know you guys go around the country, you yes. know, doing a lot of conventions yes. and whatnot. Like, kind of, kind of tell me, kind of what some of your moves are in terms of getting more, wow, more notoriety. Man, we actually just did something that was really great for the company. Man, we did Wizard World Sacramento. Wizard World is um, one of the two big giants in pop culture. Um, you have Wizard World and you have Comic Con International. So Wizard World puts on probably about twelve to fifteen shows a year. Yes. Sir. And um, you know we man we we were just so blessed to get connected with Wizard World and you know in, in Sacramento so we went up there and you know just pitched our stuff to him man and so you know we're gonna be a mainstay with him you know yes, they kind of picked us up and that just puts us in front you know probably like a hundred thousand people mm. you know what I'm saying just in terms of exposure and and, and getting our, you know our name out there and to be associated with a company like Wizard World is, is amazing oh um, yeah but you know that's man that's just our foot in the door man yes, you know because uh you know truth be told Comic Con International you know that's that's the big dog on the block right you know so um this summer which is in about three weeks we're going to Comic Con in San, San Diego, Diego. Yeah, okay yeah, yeah so we don't we don't have a um a, an actual platform there this year right but we're going to have a platform there in 2017 yes sir so um you know we you know through Wizard World, you know, we were able we were able to make the proper connections with Comic Con. That's dope. So, you know, we're going to Comic Con, you know, just to strengthen that relationship in preparation for the 2017 Comic Con, which we're going to make our premiere. That's awesome. So let me ask you, let me ask you, like, was I've, I've I've done Comic Con a few times. Mm-hmm. I've never done Wizard World. I've heard mm-hmm. about it, but I've never actually been able to participate in person. I've, I've seen content online and stuff right. like that. But when you were there in Sacramento this last time, did you see a lot of us there? 
or do you feel like you know um, well, we're still kind of underrepresented even at that we're, level? We're, we're definitely underrepresented. Um, you know, especially with the demographic on in um, Sacramento. You know, so I I think the cons and and the shows it, it depends on the city in which they're held. The only exception to that is Comic Con because you have people coming from all over the world exactly. to go to Comic Con. Right. But um, just as a general rule of thumb, it's just like in January we have um the Black Comics Convention that's mm. that's being held in San Francisco that we're gonna make, and we also have one in New York. So nice. um, there's one in Philly that we're gonna do next year. Nice. So um, you know, it 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 all depends on the demographic of the city that you're in. You know how much representation we get there from from a consumer standpoint right um as far as material we we don't get much representation as of far as material you know you know just a black and brown you know uh demographic doesn't get a lot of representation right why did you guys feel that this was the the best medium to be able to tell stories and be able to connect with you know your audience and not just that not to stop there do you have any plans in terms of your future in terms of developing other mediums of, of, of storytelling absolutely absolutely <laughs> well um, to answer your first question I mean because as a kid you know we both love comics you know we both we both avid comic readers you know what I mean like it, it was ridiculous you know my mom used to fuss at me all these books all over super geek yeah su- super geeked out you know and uh, you know most of my friends didn't understand it you know it's like you know dude you're reading comic books what is that you know come play some football <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying you know but uh, but uh, you know we both have a general you know uh, a genuine love for comics so it, it was easy to to do something that we love and we chose to, to to do that because you know your your consumers know when you don't have a genuine love for what you do and we both love it so much so, so we put everything we have in into that yes sir um, as far as development man we have a kids book coming out in September Kid Carver's man what's that um, about Kid Carver's about two six year old kid geniuses man they uh, go through their neighborhood solving crimes using science Nice. Yeah, yeah, using their mind. So it's kind of like a. Doc- you, said, you said you're doing just like a traditional kids book. It's going to be a traditional kids book, That's man. Awesome. It's going to be like Doctor Who meets the Muppets. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Straight up, Doctor Who meets the Muppets, man. Yes, so, so you know, and and everything they use, they invent. You right. know what I mean? You know, they have an antagonist. I don't want to get. I don't want to yeah, yeah. release too much of it right now. Of but, course. But in September, man, definitely, definitely so, look I mean, for it. And 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 we're starting it as a online free comic. Very it's cool. going to be online free comic man so you know you can go online you know you know kids love iPads get the iPad put it on for the kids let them flip through read the book great art great story there it is so you have a product for the kids you got a product, you have for, a product the for the teens and up for the teens and up yes yes man we also uh, we're in talks right now with uh, 1500 entertainment which is a um production company so um we're looking at maybe doing a cartoon. Yes, sir. You know, we're, we're looking at doing a cartoon with Kit Carvers, and we're also looking at doing some webisodes with nice. One Nation. Nice. So, you know, we got we got a lot of stuff in the works so right now. diversity, expansion. Diversity, you, got, you got a lot of things that you breathe, breathe in life into. Man, the goal, the, the goal is like Marvel, man. Like, like seriously, you know, you know that that's the end goal, to be able to get to the big screen. You know yes, what I'm saying? To be able to put our product out to people like that. Everybody yes, goes and sees those movies. Everybody has an opportunity, and you know, just think if if your son or 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 my son can look at that screen and see, you know, see see themselves, see Absolutely. somebody who looks like them, who who's the lead character, who who's out front, you right. know, who plays a big part, not just a sidekick or, right. or or a standby. You know that 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 means a lot to the to the black and brown community. Absolutely. So just switching gears, and I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back into yes, you, sir. but kind of like to that point. So what is your assessment of how we are represented currently? in movies in television in the comics like obviously you know we got cooler you know being about to direct you know black panther 
for next year? Do you think that, that is a good thing? Do you think that is the starting point? Do you think that we need more? Do you, it's, I mean, it's, obviously it's, we need more, but it's, it's what, def- you, what are your thoughts on it's that? It's definitely not a starting point. I okay. mean, because to say that's a starting point, um, you know, it discredits brothers like Wesley Snipes yeah. back in the day of who, course. who actually wrote <laughs> those Blade movies, directed those Blade movies, and, start, acted, start, and, and, yeah. and acted in them. Right. You know, um, you know, I think, I, I think we're still trying to, like, kind of like fill out our place in the industry mm-hmm. uh, I don't I don't think we we have it yet you know uh, I think I think the major corporations are still very apprehensive about putting us in the forefront mm-hmm. for for you know they they lag they think that we won't get the support mm-hmm. you know to to make back the money that they invest into it but right. you know we, we just got to keep showing up man absolutely and I, and I think putting Black Panther out there you know and then subsequently Cyborg right uh, it's coming in 2020 yep. um they were talking about putting um, Tyrese as Green Lantern oh, as wow. well. You wow. know, as, as something else that was kind of in the wind. Hmm. So, um, you know, I think I think they're starting to see that 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 the fan base is growing. Yes, sir. It's definitely growing. Yes, sir. So, that's awesome, man. Um, like I'm 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 a big fan of us being represented, obviously, in media and us being able to tell our stories in in, in various creative ways. Um, and I applaud you for you know having that mindset you know having that will want to be able to provide that because i think there's a lot of us that want it we desire it we want to consume content that represents us and feels like us and speaks to our sensibilities absolutely oftentimes it's a void it's a drought and so yeah i mean much applause to you to kind of like you know propel that change and so um, get into get into your partner. I know I know your partner is a kick ass illustrator. Oh and man, this dude brainiac, this, and super creative. This like. dude's art is the most amazing art I've ever seen in my life. You know, I don't just say that because he's my friend. I've seen him evolve over the years. You know, where he was okay, right, into, in, into what he. But now is he's now. nice. Now he is he's nice with it. He is a killer yeah. with that pen, man. I see this dude sketch out characters in like twenty minutes. You're like, dude, how long it took you? To, I did that in twenty minutes, and there's right. nothing to him. You know, but it, you know, like me, he he he's been a fan his whole life, man. And he's been drawing since he was about four. Um, you know, we actually went full time with the company in 2012. You know, and uh, you know, you know, to quit your job and and to put yourself into that world and say, you know, I'm just going to live off my art. You know, you know, that's that. You know, we all have a lot of confidence in him for that because I mean, you know, he's feeding our families. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. So, um, but yeah, man, it's is you know, he's he, he's an amazing guy, man. He's a uh, like I said, Jason Reeves, uh, Twitter handle at one three three art. You know, Facebook one three three art. You know, uh, man, definitely check us out, man. Check us out, support. You know what I'm saying? Go to the website. You know, we got um, One Nation. We got um, Kid Carver's coming in September. We also have a comic called Foo Fighters, man. Foo Fighters was um, actually the first web comic that was um, that was produced by USA Today. Nice. So, um, yeah, yeah, they started doing web comics about two years ago. And, um, you know, um, we got the gig with them and, you know, we put it out, you know, we put out a couple of issues and they, they released it back to us and say, you know what, we appreciate you guys. You guys can have a run with it. So, so, yeah. so, so, yeah, man. So we also have that on, out on the shelves too, man. So let me, let me run this by you. Just thinking like, and we look at this, the social political landscape of today, 2016 and, <laughs> and how difficult and challenging it is for a lot of us, meaning black men, young black men, young black boys, how we navigate, you know, the the avenues of America as it relates to policing, as it relates to, you know, finding a job, mm-hmm. as it re- relates to fi- having, you know, positive um, role models, mentors. Like when you when you look at that perspective or, or or that as kind of like a challenge for us, how are you using your art? How are you using your platform to address that? That's a great question. I mean, if, if you look at the first two issues of our comic, man, um, it's actually set back in 1991 during um, Desert Storm. 
And um, so, um, you know, our character goes to Desert Storm. He experiences some things or whatever. You know, he deals with, you know, some things as a kid as well, you know, which is, you know, I don't want to get too much into, into the story. But um, he lives in L.A. during that time period, you know. And so our book touches on what was going on in L.A. in the early 90s mm-hmm. as a black superhero. You know, how, how, how do you use your powers to deal with that? What do mm. you do? Mm. You know what I mean? So it, so it kind of touches on that culturally as well, you know. So, I mean, man. <laughs> Why aren't there black superheroes? Um, because that particular, um, crowd doesn't support it. Like really, you know, like, like, you know, I just had a friend of mine, um, he, he was writing for Cyborg, Mm -hmm. you know, which is a black superhero. It didn't, it didn't get support. Mm -hmm. It just, you know, it just doesn't support it, you know? And, you know, I think, I think that Marvel, DC, uh, Dark Horse, you know, all all of the big boys, they're kind of afraid to put that out there, you know, for, for, it won't get the support that they and the further, further my question, why aren't there very many black superhero women? Man, that that's an even deeper question. You know, I, I mean, if you look at what's going on on television, um, CW is actually trying to bring one Vixen. Mm-hmm. They're trying to bring Vic, Vixen to the to the television, but you know, they they're just afraid. Mm-hmm. They're afraid that we won't come out and support it, right? You know, so. Okay, man, I, I love the takes, man. I, lo- I love yeah, they, love what you're doing, man. But last question, because this is a show about technology. Right, right. How are you using technology now, 2016, thinking, I mean, we just talked about virtual reality. We just mm-hmm. talked about all sorts of stuff. How are you using the tools that we have access to, the tools that are being developed, the new mediums that are being developed as it relates to how you create, how you, create, how you market yourself, how you're building your brand? Man, we're <coughs> actually, uh, we have a, a phone app. <laughs> we have a phone app that's coming out. You know, it's still in the beta stages, but we have a phone app. That that features our superhero as a um, as a um, a fighter. Nice. So like it's kind of like Street Fighter meets One Nation. Nice. You know what I mean. So you know that's going to be an app because we know that you know people you know they, they love technology. Also you know we're on Comicsology, which is an app. So right. you know if, if you're looking for my content, you can you can go to Comicsology, One Nation. You know we're there because people do everything with apps. They're yes, always sir. on their phone. They're always on their tablets. Absolutely. Always, I mean that's just it's just what we do. Yes, sir. So my we man. Do people. Yes, sir. Well, yo, man, tell the people where they can find you, 133Art. Like, how can they, you know, look you up and learn more about you and further support you? Man, 133Art.com, man, that is, that is our, that's my homepage. It has everything, 133, One Nation, Kid Carvers, um, Foo Fighters. Um, we're also developing toys. You know, I mean, we got just a little bit of everything going on. So you want anything, One Nation, 133Art, 133Art.com. Uh, funny story about how, how we got that name. People are always ask me, what does 133Art mean? Right. Well, when, when Jason was... Uh, signing up for his first email address in life, it just threw those numbers behind his name because Jason Reeves is a pretty common name. Right, right. So, you know, we looked at it. We just ran with it. 133Art. It has a nice ring yeah, to it. Has a, it's, it's very simple, man. It has a nice ring, through it, uh, ring to it. Um, Facebook, 133Art. Yes, Look sir. me up on Facebook and Twitter at 133Art. There it is, man. There it is. Well, bro, I... Um, truly appreciate you coming on the show, man. man I appreciate you I'd having me, I'd love to man. have you back. Oh, absolutely, uh, man. Absolutely. Check in with you to see how the brand is... is um, coming along and Man, look you know for, you got my support yes sir look yes, sir. for us look for us um in january like i said we're going to be doing a black comics convention it's going to be the second annual one nice. in san francisco it's going to be on martin luther king day let's go and then um we're also going to be in new york um it's going to be the same uh venue but uh i'm not sure of the dates i don't think they've actually set the dates for new york so we're going to be martin luther king day yes, sir. san francisco um, Black Commerce Convention. Jan- 20, 2017. 2017. You know, we're kicking it off right, man. Martin Luther King Day. That's, that's where I'll be. There it is. 
Well, uh, as always, appreciate you guys for listening in. Um, I'm Akili Shine. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Akili Shine, A-K-I-L-I-S-H-I-N-E. Um, this is Geek Nerd Tech, <laughs> yes, and sir. we will see you next week. Enjoy your weekend. All right, man. Appreciate you. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio. Instagram me at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood Redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.